Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hello, and welcome to episode 184, Five Questions with Paul Jackman. So, Paul, uh, tell us, uh, how did you get into woodworking? Yes, yeah, so it all started for me uh, officially, I guess, uh, at a uh, vocational high school uh, back on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And um, yeah, yeah, originally, well, kind of. My, my dad was in the Coast Guard too, so uh, we kind of been all over the place. But originally Cape Cod, and that's where I went to high school too. And uh, I'd, I'd kind of always been into woodworking, and uh, my my dad would always keep his eye out for like, job sites where they had plywood scrap and he would bring that home and I would make all sorts of stuff and skateboard ramps and, and, uh, just big obnoxious things out of it and get into, into trouble and, um, decided to kind of take that into a productive route and, and went to the vocational high school and, um, it's just kind of developed since then. And, and I had a couple of co-op jobs through the high school. It was like a, a, a really awesome, uh, awesome place to be and went through, uh, engineering school civil engineering for college and over Mm -hmm. the summers and and on weekends and stuff when i was home i would be doing woodworking and carpentry stuff on the side to pay for college and uh i worked a few years in the construction industry after college and my wife uh joined the coast guard at that point and i had to quit my job and uh at that point i i switched from doing woodworking on on the weekends and and at nights and took it on full time and uh, been doing that ever since. So that's that's kind of the Cliff Notes version of it. No, that's a – I'm not going to say it's a common story because most people didn't do exactly that. But um, I think a lot of people start young and, and it kind of takes over everything. I'm assuming that building things was more attractive than the civil engineering, which is why you didn't go into that field. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I kind of like both of it. I, I'm a big uh, math person. I love numbers and uh, – just kind of complicated and, and, uh, difficult stuff like that. And, uh, I feel like I've kind of taken that into my woodworking a little bit, uh, just with repetitive processes and, uh, kind of geometry and things. So, um, I like, I yeah. like to think I'm hanging on to it at least a little bit and, um, just it's more hands-on the, the construction industry and, and the woodworking industry, which yeah. I like a lot. Well, what, uh, what is your favorite tool? Oh man. Um, I, I'm going to, I want to say the table saw is, but that's kind of a, a cop out, I feel, cause that's a very popular choice, but I'm, I'm going to say a wood rule. Okay. One of the folding my, ones. Yeah. The full folding wood rule. Um, that's cause I don't see a lot of people using it and I think it's a, uh, very underutilized tool in the woodworking industry. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I use a folding rule, but I use a uh, plastic one from uh, Lee Valley. I cannot find a decent folding rule around here, and I haven't been been able to find one at one of the you know, uh, you know, antique places or any of the um, vintage tool cells that really, you know, performs. You know, they're either too loose, you know, because yep. a lot of a lot of it I use a little sliding extension, and yep. if that doesn't hold, then it's it's useless to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's most of it right there. Is yeah. the, the little slide out metal yeah. portion? 
of the wood wheel because yeah. I, I always use that yeah. to set up my table saw and, yeah. and things like that because it's so much more accurate than a tape measure because you don't have yeah. the, the clip of the tape measure moving around yeah. to worry about. So it's it's always right every single time. Yeah, Lee Valley sells, like I said, it's made out of plastic or nylon or whatever, but it's uh, made in Sweden, I think, if memory serves me right. But I bought that, and it actually works out pretty well. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, who has influenced you the most in woodworking? Um, that's a tough one. There's a lot of people. I feel like I've gotten little influence from a lot of people and that's kind of all culminated into what I am right now. Um, I think maybe the, most of that probably came from my shop teachers in high school and I had, I think three, four different teachers while I was there and they all kind of came at woodworking and carpentry with a different history and, and kind of a different mindset behind it all. And it was kind of cool to, to go through, you know, each one of their teaching styles and kind of learning different ways and, and different techniques. And that's that right there has formed the foundation of everything that I do today and that mm. the foundation of knowledge and, and kind of the mindset from all of it. And, uh, yeah, so I think what that, kind of- that was, Super impactful. Yeah. So what kind of projects were you building in high school? Probably should have asked that on the earlier question, but just curious. Sure. It, so the first two years of the school, so ninth and 10th grade, was woodworking concentrated. And then mm-hmm. 11th, 11th and 12th grade was carpentry and remodeling kind of stuff. And um, the, we, we start out by building a box, just kind of a typical project. You start with hand tools, and then you go mm-hmm. and use like a table saw and stuff like that and, and kind of start learning the power tools. And, um, from there we built a, uh, a step stool, uh, like a, a wood toolbox. Um, and it kind of just evolved from there. I built a couple shaker tables, um, some Adirondack chairs, which are still a, uh, a staple in my portfolio now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, uh, kind of gets they normal size more chairs. Com- <laughs> <laughs> normal size or Adirondack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were not Jackman size at that point. <laughs> that, that was a little bit later. <laughs> well, you got you to have something to aspire to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to so, grow. Literally. That led directly yeah. into the baseball, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of yeah. see the going from point A to point B. It B. makes sense, right? It's a chair. It's a chair. Exactly. It's a chair. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I did all that and we kind of grow in complexity as, as you gain skills and did a little bit of wood turning too. And just kind of got a base level of skills across everything. And then uh, junior and senior year, I did a lot of like deck building and framing and uh, siding and, and all that whole aspect of everything. It's a pretty wide breadth of experience. Yeah, yeah. You gain a ton of knowledge in, in just the four years. Yeah, and I think that's probably – you incorporate a lot of different materials in some of your work. So uh, I think that's testament to you know the training that you got. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm uh, I'm lucky to have been able to go through that program, and um, I, I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I took it seriously while, while I was there too. Yeah, so you know, high schoolers are are still kind of figuring things out and, and don't necessarily uh, see the opportunity in front of them. And I uh, fortunately I I understood where I was and and uh, kind of what I could take from it, and and took as much as I possibly could while I was there. It looks like you're making use of it, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm I'm making them proud. In your woodworking, what has been your biggest stumbling block, and how do you think you could have avoided it? 
I hmm. I would say probably I, I still struggle with it now is building more complicated pieces, as weird as that would sound. But um, I, I started as building stuff to sell. So it would be tables and Adirondack chairs and fairly typical things. Right. And I'm at the point now where the piece doesn't necessarily need to be sellable. It, it doesn't have to have like a broad audience. It's just kind of whatever I can come up with. So I still find that I'm hampered quite a bit by that background. And I'm just thinking of things uh, kind of more traditional and, and typical and, and, and uh, kind of typical designs. Okay. And it's, it's still tough for me to kind of expand outside that. And I'm constantly having to remind myself, like, I can build a leg that is a lamp. Like, that's insane. Nobody's going to want to buy that. But I have the opportunity to be able to do that because I have other ways to, to monetize and put food on the table besides actually selling the piece itself. So right. I kind of have to push myself to uh, come up with those ideas. But I find that over time, I'm becoming better and better at it. They just kind of come more naturally to me. But I, I'm constantly having to remind myself that I can kind of go outside the lines. And I think that's kind of how I come up with a lot of ideas that I that I do come up with is that I'm constantly pushing myself to to push the boundaries. Absolutely. I think that's, mm. that's the key to growth. Um, you, ha- you have to do that, but it's it's hard for for many reasons beyond um you know you what you're talking about in terms of piecing pieces being sellable is certainly a big factor but i think a lot mm-hmm. of people also just it's they fall into what they're comfortable with uh you have to keep pushing yourself out there to to do do thing do new things and try different designs and methods yeah yeah it's very easy to kind of stick with the same traditional things and and uh, it's it's safe because you know mm-hmm. that somebody's going to be able to buy an Adirondack chair from you, like it's it's a very guaranteed thing, and uh, I think that's part of the engineering background too. Is engineering is very much about coloring within the lines, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and, and which is like the complete opposite of what I'm doing now, where I can do whatever I want, and it, it almost doesn't matter. So um, I, it's, it's kind of a, a matter of yeah, and you're, contrasting you're also, that. Yeah, you're also looking to hold. View- and stuff like that so yeah you want to get something that's that's kind of out there and a little bit edgy and a little bit fun to do and i certainly in, enjoyed both of the uh the leg the leg lamp and the leg table those were both very interesting projects and yeah, yeah i would probably I, w- I would probably say hey yeah that's something that's sellable but when you look at the hours invested in that yeah it's it's insane yeah <laughs> so what <laughs> something like that would be would actually cost yeah it was the same thing with like the, the baseball yeah. share. Like both yeah. of those, I got so many messages because they both blew up. They were on the front page of Reddit and everything. And yeah. I got so many private messages like how much money like I want it. It doesn't matter. And I gave them a number and apparently it didn't it, matter. Yeah, it does matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, uh, this question I think is not so much a question for you but more of a uh, uh, more of a comment. So, uh, it's a very you hard question. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, I know. So how has the, the internet influenced your work? Um, hmm. I think it has uh, helped quite a bit because you get exposed to so much uh, variety of, of projects and ideas at in such a small time frame versus if you're like looking through a magazine or something that, you know, the way that it used to be and, and you kind of get a limited uh, number of projects in front of your eyeballs, but now it's, it's basically unlimited and overwhelming the amount of, of content that there is. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool for, you know, collaborations and, and 
and things like that and kind of bouncing ideas off of other people. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing what I, what I am today without the internet and, Mm -hmm. and without YouTube. So it's given me the ability to build kind of more, uh, off the wall kind of sculptural pieces or whatever you want to call them. And, uh, something that would be much, much more difficult to do, uh, without the, uh, the content and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's been great too, to just connect with people like, the 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 life that I live now is I, I move around every couple of years, so it's hard to kind of keep friends mm, where right. I'm physically located. So I have these friends all across the country just through the internet and through the woodworking community, and it's been amazing that I kind of have friends no matter where I am. That's great. So what are some of the typical events you you uh, attend? So I noticed you I guess a few months ago you were in uh, was it New York or somewhere where a bunch of the uh, YouTubers got together. Yeah, uh, Maker yeah. Fair was last month. That was yeah. out in San Francisco. Yeah, last month. Okay. Yeah, and uh, oh, that was San a when, when yeah, yeah. New York. I don't know. I don't know. You weren't too far off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just the other coast. Yeah, <laughs> San Francisco, New York. Hey, from people in Texas, that's about the same. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's uh, they have a, another big Maker Fair in New York City in September, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Um, so the the two maker fairs, the big ones, are San Francisco and, and New York City. Will you go to the New so, York one? I'll be there. Yeah, right, I have to travel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's over in Queens somewhere. That's yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. on um, uh, blah, blah, blah. it's right next to Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's in a, a city park. I forget what the park's called. Yeah, yeah, it's near the Science Museum or something like that. Now there was something overseas when there uh, uh, a few weeks ago that a lot of folks went to. Thank yeah, maker. England or- Maker Central over in the UK. Yeah. I, I did not make yep. it to that, but that looked like an amazing event. It did. It looked like a madhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the attendance at the events that I go to around here, I was just blown away. There were thousands of people there. That place was packed. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was surprised how many people made the uh, journey over there, but uh, yeah, it was, it, it looked like a fun time. I wish, I wish I would have known about it sooner. Yeah, I, I just wish it wasn't scheduled so close to the the Maker Fair because they were only a couple of weeks apart. Yeah, and I just exactly. I couldn't do it, that those two trips so close in a row. Yeah, yeah, because for you, uh, yeah, going to San Francisco is probably about equally uh, as uh, time invested as going to uh, UK. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a long journey, but then I mean, other than that, the woodworking shows are great. Those are just on the East Coast, pretty much. Um, so those are our smaller events, but there's more of them. And you, uh, besides, you think you'll be doing them again next year because there's the yeah. season's over for them this year, right? It is. It is. It goes kind of January to April, roughly. But uh, hopefully, I'll do a couple more shows with Arbor Tech next year. I think they want to do that too, and uh, we're kind of they're they're really really good to work with, and they love pushing the boundary just like I do. And we're kind of hoping to, I don't know, kick the the woodworking shows in the butt a little bit and. Uh, get them uh, a little bit more exciting because they're kind of been doing the same thing for a long time, and I know they want to do the same thing and and uh, kind of get new stuff going on there. So, like the live builds are a, a new kind of thing uh, at the vendor booths, and I okay. think it's uh, attracted quite a few people. And yeah, it's um, got to attract so a ton of attention. Now, the way they structure that, I'm assuming you get to be like you're the you get to be there just making and they have the arbor tech people handling the people who are gawking you don't have to stop every three seconds and explain and try to sell the tool do you 
No, I, I just uh, put in my my headphones and uh, ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they they have a couple of uh, ArborTech reps there, and they do uh, all the the wheeling and dealing and and kind of showing them the full line of tools. Because usually I'm just using one or two tools and kind of switching around. But they have the the full lineup as well. Um, so they have kind of their normal booth set up, and they just give us an extra booth space for okay. for whenever I, I'm there. Excellent. But yeah, I mean, besides that stuff, there's been a lot of kind of smaller events popping up too recently with the whole YouTube and, and Instagram woodworking communities. And I know uh, I did something with uh, a Carolina a couple months ago near their factory. We had a, a little get together mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's a lot of those just little meetups popping up. And, and I know like uh, it was a John Malecki and, and Brad Rodriguez had a meetup down in Nashville this weekend. Yeah. So. It's just kind of like little stuff like that. If you keep your eyes out, there's a lot of little meetups going on too, besides the big ones that uh, I'm sure anybody that's listening has one pop up local to them at, at some point during the year. Absolutely. So uh, with that, thank you for, uh, for running through the five questions with us. We've uh, enjoyed the chat. Where can people find out more about you online before we let them go? Sure. Jackmanworks.com is the hub for everything Jackman. And, uh, mostly YouTube and Instagram is, is where I live, uh, and, and Reddit when I, uh, am, am feeling like giving myself a beating. <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's, it's great to, great to chat. Hopefully I don't stir the pot up too much. <laughs> uh, that's what we do. That's what we do it for. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what my YouTube channel is for. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Thanks guys.